You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 11, as the New York Rangers come off a late, 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 late night win against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Just a boring, slow, defensive game that stunk. Andy is not here tonight. I am actually joined with Frankie Sill from The Ville. Uh, He's been on the podcast before. And uh, yeah, we're just going to, you know, talk some New York Rangers hockey. Uh, We're in the midst of a Western road trip so i'll ask uh frankie just like andy how are you doing my friend i'm doing all right it's almost thanksgiving and uh ready to stuff my face here the rangers are playing as you said late 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 so i've uh made it through the first period of both games so hopefully you don't ask me anything past the uh first period questions here (laughs) but um, otherwise uh, doing 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 fine how about yeah. you, James? You doing all right? I'm I'm doing all right. I watched the whole game. Uh, it was excruciating. Uh, obviously, everything happened in like the last ten minutes. They squeaked out a win. Uh, that was much needed. It's just a little concerning. There's a bunch of concerning stuff, obviously, that we'll get into. But I want to get your thoughts on. Can you? I want you to give me one good reason why the NHL would start the New York Rangers on the West Coast at 10.30 as opposed, on a Saturday night, nonetheless, as opposed to, I don't know, I know it's three-hour difference, but they could have started at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They could have started at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They could have just started at 10 and just been normal. But no, they had a 7.30 p.m. West Coast start on a Saturday night. I, I, it's just insane to me that the NHL would do that. Yeah, I, I, so I have zero answers for you. I, I have no good reason why NHL <laughs> would do that. <laughs> it actually, it makes literally zero sense at all. I mean, I was I was texting you. I think at one point I texted you, and I was like four and a half hours to go till <laughs> game time, which is, you know, whatever. Yeah. At that point, it was six thirty, so or six o'clock, and it's just kind of hard to fathom staying awake that long. I mean, I know in a different time in our lives that wouldn't have been an issue, but now being old men and fathers it's just not a not something that most likely was going to happen so it sounds like you stayed awake so congratulations but i i knew i mean the last two games it, 
I mean, we will, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like, it, it's just been rough. And I, I've texted you about watching this team. It just is not, it's just not fun. It's not fun. I'm not enjoying it. I don't really like them. I'm having it's- a hard time enjoying watching the games and watching, like staying up until 10 when I know I, like my kids are going to be waking me up at 5 a.m. And then I got to work or take care of them or do do my own life stuff. It's it's just not worth the investment sometimes to stay up till one in the morning to to watch this team. And and I, and when I, <laughs> during the cracking game, I, I turned it off after the first and I said, I'm I know exactly what's going to happen. Um, if I do stay up, they're going to end up losing this game in like the last minute or in overtime. And I'm just going to be mad at myself for being awake this late. And I'm going to be mad at the team. And there's just no point in doing this to myself. And so I went to bed and uh, that's just experience. It's old age. In the past, I would have never done that. But I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and saw that they lost in overtime. And I was so pleased with myself (laughs) because, I mean, I was actually happy. I was happy to see that they lost because I was happy that I made the right decision. But um, I don't know, man. It's just I, I, I watch these games. I don't know. I don't know what what they have to do. It's just kind of like, it's weird watching them. It it just feels like, it just feels like they don't care enough. It it's dude. It's super weird. And even to go back to the, like the Kraken game, it's just, and I know the Kraken has been playing well. I know the sharks have been playing well as of late. I know they had a rough start, but I just feel like there's no excuse with how they're playing. Like they're peppering shots. They're making Reamer out to be like Patrick Wah. I, it's just so weird how they just have no answer to their struggles. And it's not even like they're trying to work their way out of it. I just feel like you get the same effort every single night from the same players. And, you know, if we don't score ourselves out of a situation on the power play, we're toast. We're absolutely toast. There's no five-on-five energy. There's no threat five-on-five. The shots that we get are like, they look like beach balls going to the goalie. It's there's just no threat whatsoever. We are so putrid. And uh, honestly, it's like the, the NHL might collapse fold because if this is a team that like the Rangers right now are nine, six and four, if you just watch this team in like little snippets, you would probably think that this team was oh and 19. Like that's how bad they look at times. Yeah. You know, they had, I shouldn't say that they had, you know, to start the season, that Tampa game was unbelievable. That was the best I've ever seen them play in, in years, it always seems like. Um, and that is including last year. It's just, you know, this West Coast trip was supposed to be a feel-good. I don't know if you listened to the podcast before the West, the West Coast trip, but I, I was in a happy mood. I'm like, this is the boys are going to bond. We're going to be happy. And we're 1-0-1. Yeah, 1-0-1. And I'm, like, miserable. Like, like yeah. we should be thrilled that the Rangers got three out of four points in their first two games. But here we are just like kind of bashing them. Um, the, the one question I have for you, you know, yeah, I, I, I all right, we'll go there right now. But <laughs> I was like, do you, do you think that this is You're like if you had to kill one player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we all know it's Kreider. Um, <laughs> no, do you think this is coaching? Like, do you think this is like Gallant? Because there's a part of me that's like, Gallant is almost like too even keeled where he's just like, nah, just listen, yeah. we do a lot of good things out there. It's just not, not working out for us right now. I, so I, I don't hate Gallant. There's a, obviously there's a lot of decisions that he makes that you kind of 
scratch your head. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you sit on Rangers Twitter, listen to people, a bunch of, you know, Joe Schmoes, we could all sit and criticize professional NHL coaches and GMs. It's like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Chris Jury knows better than all of us, right? Or, you know, Gallant played in the NHL. He's coached some winning teams. He brought the Vegas Knights to the Cup. He knows better than we do, right? But at the same time, I... And I, and I told you, I think I told you this, or I, I forget, maybe I told Patty this, but I was like, I, I know it sounds messed up, but here, here's what we got, right? We have all of our players, right? We got Panarin, we got Truba, Fox, Kreider, uh, uh, Trocek. Like our team is pretty much set. There's really not changing, no changing this team, right? And most guys have no move, move no movement clauses. So they're, nobody's going anywhere, right? So I know there's the big talk about getting Patty Kane to come in, but you know, that's a big question mark. And if it happens, it's probably going to be near the trade deadline. And it's like, are we even going to be, where are we going to be at the trade deadline at this point, right? So like, is it even worth it to have him come in to try to what? salvage the season and get knocked out in the first round. I, I don't know, but um, that's probably a topic for another day. So um, to me, the only like thing that we can really jolt this team with would be to be like, you know what? Fire the coat, fire Gallant, bring in Barry Trot, bring in somebody who's been fired or sitting there kind of waiting and um, trying to find a team. And, and you see it happen, right? Like what, wasn't it, and I could be wrong. It wasn't it, the Penguins fire their coach that one year and then they yeah, went no. on to win the cup. Right. So it's like, sometimes teams are flat and like, to your point, you were like, you know, they keep doing the same thing. I know why they keep doing the same thing. Cause I've listened to Gallant's post games talk, you know, press conferences. I've listened to the team in the locker room after the game. They think they're playing well. They really do think they're playing well. And yeah, they might have possessed the puck longer. And they might have more shots, but like anybody watching this game can see that none of these are, a high threatening shot. I mean, they're just not, they're, they're not crashing the net. They're not moving the puck. There's no speed. It's like, come in, it's slow, make a pass, force a pass. It either gets tipped away, deflected, or when they do finally shoot it, it's right into the goalie's chest. And it's like, sure, you might have 45 of those shots, but n- none of them. I mean, you know, our boy Kreider here, Mr. 50 goal scorer, it's like, you know, he's the master and wizard of being in front of the net, yet. <laughs> every time I see him in front of the net, he's standing next to the goalie and doesn't deflect anything or screen anything. I mean, I don't know if he's hurt right now or if he just thinks he's too good because he's a 50 goal scorer and doesn't want to get hurt or he just doesn't care. I don't know. But watching him drives me absolutely insane at this point in my life. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they have to do. But to me, if it, with the team that they have, there's no real changing it. So fire Gallant, bring in someone new, and maybe it brings a jolt. You know, maybe it just maybe maybe a new coach comes in and goes, you know what? I know that you think you're playing good, and I know Gallant said you were playing good, but you're not. You stink. So let's change things. <laughs> let's shift some you know lines around. Let's get Kreider down. Let's get some speed up top, some speed down below. Move things around. Hold guys more accountable, and and see what happens. I mean, that that's the only answer I can really come up with at this point. Cause I don't know what else you could change. Yeah. I I'm with you, man. It's, and it's to, just to go back to what the point that you made, Panarin, Mika, Kreider, Trocek, Goudreau, Truba have no movement clauses. So that's like 95%. Say <laughs> Fox doesn't have a no movement clause, but he's the only player that like I would be, if I had to put one clause for no movement right now, it would, it would be Adam Fox. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, it, it's just 
it's just an insane situation that we find ourselves in one year after an amazing season where the Rangers just everything was clicking. And listen, I know we're not below 500. I know we're in a wild card spot. I know it's still relatively early in the season, although, um, you know, the Thanksgiving rule does apply. But, you know, it, it just, you know, for, for me to look at Gallant and say, you know, he's doing a good job, I, I question it because. I don't know how he is in the locker room, but if he's any way like he is after the, you know, after the game and just like before practices and after practices, you know, I just feel like he's too even keeled. And, and like, I don't know if they just think they have all the time in the world, but the truth is, if you look at the standings, the Rangers don't have all the time in the world. They don't have, you know, the ability to just kind of like stand still and just, you know, well, we'll just work ourselves out of this. You know, we're going to be at the bottom of the standings, you know, and luckily, thank God, Frank, that there's other teams that are in the same boat. And I'm talking about, you know, the Florida Panthers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, the Washington Capitals. Thank God, you know, Buffalo has kind of cooled off after a hot start. Ottawa stinks. Uh, They have no goaltending, you know, and, and, you know, it's just very, you know, very bizarre uh, start to the season for the East. And yeah, it's just, listen, there's no, there's no other option other than firing Gallant if you want a big shakeup with this organization. And that, that concerns me a little bit because I don't think they're going to do that. Like, like, and I'm not saying they should definitely do it right now, but I'm saying as our only option, I don't like that that's our only option. So that scares me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's never it's never good when you're looking at the team and you're like, wow, the only thing we could probably do right now is like maybe we trade for Patrick Kane to revitalize our offense here, or um, we fire our coach, right? So that's I mean, that's it. That's all we got. So there's nobody waiting in the wings. There's nothing else. But like, I, I don't know. To your point, and I I made uh, people who've probably heard me on this before know I'm not the most optimistic of fans i probably hate the team more than i like them most of the time um but in the beginning of the season i don't know it was like the first three games watching them play i was like wow i mean the tampa game had me fooled i mean i i feel like an idiot because i i was texting you and some other guys i'm like wow like this is the best team i've seen you know in my adult life, I think, I mean, they're moving the puck, they're, they're making the plays, they're grinding, they're hitting, they look fantastic. You know, it was like, Oh my God. I mean, even the Winnipeg game that they lost, it was like, well, whatever it was a, wasn't it like a back to back and they were on the road. They still outplayed Winnipeg. And I'm like, man, this is, this, this team's a real deal. And literally after I think I sent that text message, they've been terrible and the devils have never lost a game since then. And the Rangers have done nothing but struggle. <laughs> so, and at that point, I think they were trying to, you know, make sure Lindy Ruff was banned from New Jersey and the Rangers were on their way to a destiny, you know, cup here. And now uh, we are hoping that we can get back into the playoff picture and the devils are probably never going to lose a game ever again. It is wild what the Devils are doing. I mean, they are the first team in NHL history to go out and sweep Eastern Canada and Western Canada. Like, no other team has done that, which is, first off, it's crazy to me that no team has ever done that, but, you know, from the East, and they go and do it. Uh, they've only been trailing 60 minutes, at, and then they've had the lead for 400 minutes of their season. It's the, like the perfect team. 
They're just absolutely perfect. They do everything right. I watched the game against Ottawa. They just do every little thing right. So I, I know you watch a lot of Rangers hockey, but tell me the Rangers would never, ever do this. It was, they were shorthanded, the Devils. And I think Nico Huescher gets the puck, and it's like a two-on-one. Now they have a guy tra- like trailing into the slot, but Nico Huescher shoots a hard, low shot into the opposite pad, and it kicks out perfectly to the guy trailing in the slot, and he just buries it home. I'm like, yeah. the Rangers ever shoot like hard, low shots no. to get a rebound? I've never, no. I haven't seen it. Here's here's exactly what would have happened. The Rangers would have forced a pass. The defenseman would have deflected it, or it would have been a pass that was too hard to actually handle and then make a play on or shoot on. Or it would have been someone taking a shot and it would have went wide and off the glass or something like yeah, that. I mean, it, it, would, it, would have, it would have either missed the net or gone right into the goalie's chest. There's no rebound. There's no play afterwards. So, yeah. I mean, these are the things that, like, as kids when we were playing hockey it was like all right if you're a two-on-one right like what do you do you either look to make a pass right or you if you're gonna shoot you shoot hard and low at the goalie's pad because it's either gonna go in or he's gonna kick it right to your open net to bury it in an empty net i mean it's basic hockey so yeah the devils are basically just doing what you're supposed to do and the rangers are not yeah yeah and it's like really that simple it's it's as simple as little plays like that and you don't have to have a booming shot for, you know, you to be able to get a scoring chance. Like we said earlier, like their shots are like beach balls going to the net, but nobody's deflecting them. No one's in front of their goalie. No one's in front, uh, you know, uh, there's no high, low presence. So if it, like something squirts out, you know, in a high slot, there's no one, you know, to bury it. And there a couple plays that'll happen, but not like they were last year. Like last year, the Rangers were like, Every power play, Kreider was in front, tipping everything. And they just had an answer for everything. They could outscore their problems. They they shot hard. They shot, you know, with like meaning. Now they come down and everything's a forced pass. I, I don't know where this passing shit started or what Gallant tried to implement before the season starts, but he needs to fucking tell these guys, stop passing and stop forcing these passes that are to nobody absolutely nobody and you know who's the biggest culprit frank yeah it's panarin yeah panarin watch him he is the worst passer in the nhl and i'm not even kidding what like yeah. like I, last night against the 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 uh, san jose sharks he had zero goals zero assists zero points zero shots on goal one hit two giveaways and one takeaway he played fucking 19 minutes. He had five minutes of power play time, and he couldn't get a shot on goal. We paid this guy $11 million, and all he does is throw blind passes, or they're not even blind, half of them, to, right no, to the other team. They're just ridiculous. It's, I mean, the passing is ridiculous. I, the amount of times that someone on the Rangers has had a clear shot in the high slot and decided to dish it down low to someone – you know, kind of open back door, kind of not. But it's like, the, the, first of all, the player half the time isn't even ready for it because they're like, why would you pass this to me? This is insane. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, the two-on-one with Kreider and Zibanejad. Yeah. Zibanejad bobbled the puck because he wasn't expecting. That's the fucking thing I'm talking Like, Kreider, yeah. just shoot hard and low. It'll get to Zibanejad. Yeah. Like, right. And if it's one thing that Zibanejad is good at, like a rebound like that, he 
he almost like chokes up on a stick and just slaps it in, you know, like it, that's the type of guy you want to give that opportunity to. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know it. To me, it's, it feels like they just got to get more down to like the basics and just, and just want it more, you know, like last year, how many times they'd be like, I, you know, yeah, they'd be getting outshot like 40 to 20 Igor standing on his head. They're down two nothing going into the third. And every time I'd still be like, I'm not turning this game off. This team isn't going to give up. And they wouldn't, they'd end up winning three, two, you know, because they just found a way. And now I watch the team and I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing fine. They have good skill. They have more puck possession half the time in the games they are out shooting everybody, but where's the will, where's the want, where's the drive, where's the hunger? You know, it's like the only one who, you know, who's been hungry, uh, the goat. I mean, and, it, yeah. and it's going like he scored the other night, he scored that sick goal against, was it Dallas? What he scored? Yeah. It's like. Yeah, he he's probably finally sick and tired of getting sent down to the AHL. He's like, "This is my time. Let's do it." This team, he's probably looking at it like, "Damn, this team stinks right now." <laughs> I got <laughs> an opportunity. Like, let me let me take it finally. Dude, one know? of the most shocking things was I was like, "Wow, this guy is all over the place tonight." He played eight minutes and forty five seconds. That's crazy, and he was noticeable, right? And uh, how many minutes did the uh, Kreider Laf- Lafreniere play? Our number one pick. Lafreniere played 15 minutes. Didn't even know he was in the lineup. Did you even know he was playing? No. I noticed Kako. I thought Kako played decent. He only played 13 minutes. Uh, uh, Who else? I mean, Zibanejad was all over the place. He he looked like he was trying. But I think he's just... Zibanejad is playing with two guys that belong on the third line. Yeah. Like, VC... I mean, don't get me wrong. VC was doing a lot of good things. He was chucking pucks on net from everywhere. Um... You know, they're not always getting through, but at least he's like trying to do all the right things. I mean, he was able to muster up three shots on goal last night and got an uh, assist. Yeah. Listen, the way VC's been playing, I would be perfectly happy. And I know he's had his issues and stuff like that, but the way he's been playing, the way he's been grinding, throwing pucks on net, you know, playing the yeah. body, getting into the corners. It's like if he was on our third line, I'd be perfectly happy with that. And I think if he was on our third line, we'd have plenty of chances on in our bottom six. Like he's playing really well. He's whatever he's doing right now to, since he's come back to the Rangers, you know, I don't know if it was a wake up call for him or is like, this is my only chance. This is my last chance. I better do it. I'm back to where I started, you know, like whatever. And he just made, found a role. So be it. It's great. But he's not a first line <laughs> winger, right? So, so like that's, that's part of the problem. So we got him playing on our first line with Zibanejad and Kreider, who, you know, I told you this, and I think you you mentioned it to Andy a while back at, at, on the pod. But like one of the one of the biggest problems that our team has is the bromance between Zibanejad and Kreider. Kreider should absolutely not be on our first line. And if anyone thinks that they're crazy, they don't know anything about hockey, they're idiots. I don't like them. That's what I think about them. That's no, because I, I because you, you, you got to be insane. The guy, the guy's out there. He's just not a first liner. This is what Kreider does. If he's not standing in front, burying a puck in, which right now he's not doing, he he skates full speed into the corner. He turns it as he's going into the corner. He like turns his back. He never wins a puck battle for a guy who's what six three. He's a monster. There's the video of him jumping out of a pool. You know, whatever you know. So onto the, yeah, onto the side there. I think everyone's seen that video, right? He just jumps out of the pool. He's a monster. So how is a guy that big going into the corner and never winning a battle? I don't understand it. And even when he does get the puck in the corner, all he does is slap it around the boards. He has no mindset. He has no play. He has no foresight. So he's basically useless unless he's standing in front being fed the puck and just jamming it home or tipping it in. That's really the only thing he's good at. And right now he's not doing it. So why is he out there? 
on our first line. I mean, we have younger guys and it's like, uh, you know, Kako, he's not, he's not burying right now. He's got some points, but he's playing in my eyes. He's playing really well. He's got great puck possession. He caught, he, he's a turnover machine. He makes other guys. I don't know how he does it. It's almost like Yager-esque where he kind of just like hovers and sticks his ass out and his stick out and he just gets the puck, you know, it's like, um, and, and he's playing really well. So I'd, I'd rather see him playing with Mika and laugh. I mean, if Lafreniere can't figure it out with Mika, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. And I know he's young. I'm not going to give up on him, but I just wish there was, I wish he was giving me something. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it's like, I watched the game and I'm like, is Lafreniere playing? I mean, the guy was the number one pick and, and, and not just like, you know, one of those years where people were like, oh, the number one pick, it's nobody great. I mean, people were talking about him, you know, I don't think, you know, I know people compared him to Crosby because he had this scoring, um, when he played from Ramuski. Right, he right. thought he was great. Right, right. And people were comparing him to Crosby. And I, I always I knew that was ridiculous. And most people said that was ridiculous, right? But but at the same time, it's like, you know, he was sought after. People wanted him, right? So to get the first pick, it was a big deal. And, you know, I mean, man, I, even when he's scored and stuff like that. I, I hope mean, he turns into VC at this point. Yeah, right. Just do something. Just do something. It, yeah. I don't know. I'm with you in terms of, uh, you know, the disappointment, but uh, there's not many options. Like these are the players that we're stuck with. Like, you know, you're not going to get McDavid for Lafreniere. That's just not going to happen. Like we're stuck with these players. And we, I said this before the season began, like if these guys, if these guys like struggle and our all-stars don't play like all-stars, like we're not taking the next step. We're taking a huge step back. It's going to be huge because the production that we got out of all all stars last year was tremendous. Like, obviously, you know, we made it to the Eastern Conference Final. Right. But if if you know if Kako and Lafreniere are not ready to take a step step up, and Kako has and Lafreniere hasn't, you know, we're not gonna we're not doing anything. Like, there's it, it's it's sad, but the truth is, like, this team's not gonna go anywhere, and we have no. to wait like a decade to like yeah. rebuild again. Yeah, because well, we're stuck I with mean, these contracts. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I always said, like, so the Rangers won in 94, so I was like, I don't know, five years old, whatever it was. I was born in 88, so... I'm a late 88. So yeah, I was like five or six years old. So I mean, I remember it, but I didn't get to enjoy it. You know what I mean? I mean, it was way too young to really appreciate it. Um, So I'm pretty sure the Rangers will win when I was that young. And then they'll end up winning when I'm in like a nursing home and have Alzheimer's, you know, when I'm like, you know, 
82 or, you know, 85, whatever, right? Like just dying and I won't even know what's going on, but they'll win probably twice in my lifetime, but just to, just to really spite me, they'll do it in the two times that I can't really appreciate it. So that's probably what'll happen because the way it's going right now, unless they turn it around and and here's the thing, right? Like I, I kind of feel like they can turn around. Like it's not, the team got much different than the team last year. Right. And, and we're better. I think yeah, we're better. Yeah, we're better. We should be better. We are better, right? So we we replaced Strom, who you know was a nightmare with Trocheck. And listen, we want to talk anything positive. Here's my positive take on this whole thing, right? Fox is still incredible. Fox is Fox. Fox should have been given the captaincy. And I know he might not be a vocal guy. He might be quiet, but he leads by example, right? You give Kreider the A, and you give. Truba the A and you give Fox the C because Fox, just like back in the day with Callahan and McDonough, they're your heart and soul. If they're not succeeding, your team's not succeeding, right? And he puts the team on his back on the ice time in and time out, right? He, he I mean, the plays that he makes where he like, he'll hit someone, lift the stick, get it down, create an on-man rush, make a sick pass, get the team back in the game, get the team a lead. It's like, he's your team. He's your captain. He's your leader. Whether he's screaming in the locker room or calling for team meetings, maybe not. But let Troop and Kreider deal with that bullshit. They're, you know, let let Fox be your captain. And and when you watch a guy like that, if he's your leader and he's doing that, willing to go that hard, you better be able to step up if he's doing it. You know what I mean? So to me, that's what I think they should have done. Um, and you know, I don't know. Troop stinks and Kreider stinks. <laughs> it's like all these guys. They, they just uh, Troop actually did play. He played, honestly, this is the sad thing. He probably played his best game as a New York Ranger this season, last night. Did he? So I didn't see the whole game. So that's, yeah. maybe, maybe maybe he's turning around, but. Um, I, I don't believe it. I don't, I, you, I can't buy, listen, they got to do this. They can't just do it for a period. They can't just do it for a game. They need to do it for like a span of a month where yeah. then I'll believe it because like that's what good teams do. They don't just right. fucking, you know, win a game and then, you know, hey, we won. So we'll take and the next I, and also, games off. My my second positive before we keep getting negative here, um, Vinny Trocek I think has been great. Like he's he's put up points. Do I wish he? There's a few times he probably could finish a little more, right? Like there's some opportunities he's had, but the fact that he's getting those opportunities and here's the thing, like Strom, yeah, we would always criticize him because he didn't miss an empty net, but that's he wasn't creating those empty nets. He Panarin was creating them and addition to him, and he was just whiffing on it, right? A lot of these, a lot of these chances that Trocheck is missing on is chances that he creates, right? So he's creating, um, you know, nice plays, creating scoring op- opportunities, creating scoring chances. He's still bearing. I mean, he's got a good amount of points. So I, I think he's been, I think he's been good. I, I'm happy with him. Um, I don't think he's really an issue. You know, I think he's a perfectly fine second line center. He's doing what he was brought in to do. So I don't think he's the problem. Fox is great. Igor's looked really good. You know, I mean, has he been in, was he the same goalie as last year? No, but I don't, you know, I don't know if he'll ever see performance like that again. It was like, and nobody had numbers like that for like the last 20 years or something crazy like that. So can't expect him to be doing that every year, but he's been fine. He's been solid, you know, and, and I think he'll just continue to get better, but you know, there's a lot of other guys that just need to figure it out and pick it up. And, and I think that includes the coach right now. I think he just needs to kind of, you know, light a fire under their ass and, and hold some of these guys accountable, change some things up. That's just stale right now. It's stale. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And like, there's only so much we can do. Uh, you know, it, it just, 
I mean, like even a player like Kraftsoff where we're like, this is it, man. This guy has to play top six minutes because we need him to be a top six forward. And he's got the fucking uh, a broken tooth and a stomach ache. So it's like, come on, man. Like this is the shit that we can't do. Like this would never happen last year. Right. But here we are. But I, I don't I don't know. I really I don't know what the the answer is because we don't have we don't have the depth because our fucking all-stars stink and (laughs) and like our supporting cast our supporting cast is just not playing up to par and then you say what you want like people are expecting a crazy amount of production from our like fourth line they've been perfectly fine especially the last few games they've been you know getting production out of the goat that's nice um you know it's tough for them they can't get into any rhythm because we don't even know who's in the fucking lineup every night and you know it is what it is it's like that's not our problem our problem is that we are just so putrid five on five with our all-stars but you know we are nine six and four we are in a playoff spot as of right now there are other teams that are struggling um you know we have the ability we have the roster we have the goaltending we have the defense we have the all-stars up front that can score a million points we have all that we have all the pieces you know, we have a coach that, you know, has taken us to an Eastern Conference final. You know, I, I I don't know what the answer is putting it all together, but, you know, I, I do feel like we are capable. Um, all right. Listen, here I'm looking at the schedule, right? This, and I'll just go to the end of this month. We got one, two, three, five games left this month. Three, two, two of them are on this West Coast trip. We got the Kings in Anaheim. And then we play Edmonton. The Saturday after Thanksgiving, the day game, those always go well for us. And and then we played the Devils at home on Monday, and then Wednesday the thirtieth, Ottawa. Right. So five games. What are what are your what do you what do you see the rest of November for us here? What do you think? How do you think it's going to go? Uh I well, I'm basing it off of the effort I've seen from the Seattle game and the the Shark game. Uh, we're gonna get blown to bits by the Kings. Uh, we should be able to score our way out of the Anaheim game. Uh, the Oilers have been struggling lately. Uh, to win hockey games, so and I, uh, I think we're the Oiler game is gonna set up, set us up. We're gonna win that game and set us up for a hopeful game against the Devils. I just don't see how the Rangers are going to be able to beat them. They are just a perfect team. Like right now they top to bottom, they have four lines. They all buy into the system. They have goaltending. They have, you know, the defense, Dougie Hamilton is actually back and playing and a huge piece for them that they missed desperately last year. And then, you know, an Ottawa team that they stink, they have no goaltending. I mean, we should be able to blow them out of the water, but I'm just like not confident with this team on the road. So uh, you know, if I want to be positive, me, I'm going to say we're going to go two and three, <laughs> two and three, <laughs> or no, no, I'm sorry. Three, no, and three, three and two, three and two. I'll you're, say so you're saying Ottawa. we're beating Anaheim, we're beating Edmonton, we're beating Ottawa. But I mean, that, we can easily the, go one and four. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So out of those five games, I mean, we got a back to back on the West coast. So we know we're getting Halak one of those games against Anaheim, Anaheim right? And then, I mean, the, I'm guessing Igor, Igor against the Kings, Edmonton, and the Devils. Probably Halak again against Ottawa. You think? Yeah. So, and and I I I will say I don't 
I don't know what people's thoughts are on Halak. I know <laughs> poor guy has zero zero wins right now. Halak is monster. I love him. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think he's been fine. Like those games that he's lost, I think. I mean, I mean, one of them he's probably put up a stinker, but like he's been fine. Like the he's Columbus not, game is the only game I felt like he fucked. fucked yeah, up. yeah, I would say that's fair. Yeah, and. You know, like the other games he's kept us in, like half the time they're getting shut out when he plays or putting up a goal. It's like if you if you're not going to score, it doesn't matter what your goalie does really at the end of the day. So um, I think he's been fine. I don't think he's been the problem when he plays. Um, I'd like to see him hopefully get a win this week <laughs> yeah. uh, for his sake, for his uh, sanity. Right. But um, I guess I agree. Um I I do think we're probably going to lose to the Kings another 10:30 game that I definitely won't watch. Uh Anaheim Yeah, I mean we we seem to play pretty well against Anaheim. It always worries me that Strom and uh Frankie V are on that team, so they're Frankie V scored last time. I I bet both of those guys to get a goal against us just cuz it's, you know, the Rangers and anytime they get rid of somebody, it's an easy easy money. Uh so I feel like Frankie V scored last time, so Strom is due, and knowing him, it'll be, you know, an overtime winner or something like that. Um, you're right, Edmonton kind of stinks. I always worry about, obviously, McDavid. Last year, we had the highlight goal that they now play for, like, the NHL promo against the Rangers, so I'm sure we'll get another one of those to refresh that for next season. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's never fun to have to play him, but the rest of the team is struggling. The Devils were going to get probably smoked. I could see that. I, I'm. I feel like five one. We lose to the Devils. When the Devils stink, they're tough. Yeah, yeah. And then Ottawa. I I do agree. I think we probably beat them, but it it's not. It'll be a terrible game. It'll be boring. They probably won't score a lot. It'll be like a two one game or something like that. Three two. Yeah, they're gonna, um, that's going to be exactly how we played against Arizona in Arizona. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I keep looking at the schedule, looking at stretches and I'm like, all right, we could we, just get three wins in a row, get four wins in a row against these shitty teams. And, and then, you know, they lose to Seattle in overtime. Like I, I was looking at it last week. All right. That's how I do it. Right. I'm like Arizona, Seattle, San Jose. That's the only three games they had last week. Should have went three and out easily. Right. For the team that they have, they should have easily went three and out. And I'm, and I know, you know, they're on the West Coast. It's not easy to do, but like Seattle and San Jose, come on. And and to your point, I know you said Seattle's been playing well, but fine. But it's the Rangers. I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that should be competing probably, for a cup. Right? right. We're talking about a team competing for the cup, right? So let's go here. This is just ridiculous. So, you know, we'll see how it goes the rest of the week. I, I mean, they have to go three and two to get out of this month and then hopefully turn it, turn it around. But we'll see we'll see how it goes you know it's like uh, if if they go if they go one and four i mean i i, I think galant is probably gone december 1st and and well i'll tell you exactly when galant will be fired they're gonna fire him after the tampa bay game on december 29th when the rangers so i just skipped ahead to the next month in the middle from december 5th to the 15th we're going to lose five in a row. We play the Blues. We play Vegas. We play Colorado. Those are away games. We play the Devils. And then we play Toronto. And then we play a Philly team, which will should win, but might kill us. <laughs> and then we end the month with 
the last four games of the month are Pittsburgh loss, Islanders loss, Capitals loss, Lightning loss. We're going to go this month probably three and like 12, three and 13, and Glove will get fired. Yeah, so we'll, we'll beat Ottawa, we'll beat Chicago twice, we'll beat Philly. Um, but yeah, I could see the rest of those games being a loss. We do usually play kind of well against Toronto because they're going to pepper us with shots, and Igor usually plays better when he faces a lot of shots. So yeah. Think, so sometimes we we play kind of good against Toronto. Plus, their defense and goaltending stinks, which you know it, we that's one thing they seem to take advantage of. As long as Igor stands on his head, they usually can beat them. So Toronto's a maybe, but yeah, I'm with you. The rest of it, they could end up losing in Galanis. The Galant's gone after that if if they if they have a terrible month. But the, but that's the thing. Like you, I, a lot of people have been talking about. Like okay, yeah, fine. They're having a tough tough go at it. They'll figure it out. But their the start of their schedule has been relatively easy against shitty teams. Now they're going to start playing some real teams in the playoffs here that they're going to have to grind out wins. And they haven't put themselves in a good position to to know that they're probably going to get a couple losses just because they're playing good teams, you know, like it's yeah, just it's, it's what it is. So, you know, a couple of losses now puts them at a 500 team. Uh, a couple of losses. If you, you know, have a good record after you beat all the teams you're supposed to, you're still at above 500 competing, you know? Right. So, I mean, realistically you want to be 500 against the good teams and then, you know, probably 750, 800 against like the bottom feeders. And right, right now the Rangers are struggling to beat the bottom feeders and they haven't really had a huge test yet. I mean, the toughest opponent that they faced so far this year or this month, like if you look at the schedule this month, they played the Boston Bruins and they got absolutely destroyed. So, and that's the only good team that they really played. You know, they haven't played the Devils yet. And I'd say Edmonton's also another good team. You know, they, yeah. so uh, yeah, they played yeah, one, yeah, one I mean, good team so far this month and they got destroyed by them. So yeah, the Devils are going to be, I mean, that'll be tough. If, if they, to me, if they can't get up for that Devils game, it's like, I, I don't know. It's it's insane. And and I and here's the thing. I thought the same thing when they played the Islanders back in the beginning of November on the eighth, right? They lost to Detroit in overtime. And I was like, all right, they got a night off. They're going they have another home game. They're playing, you know, them and the Devils, their biggest rival, right? And it's like they lose three to four. And it, didn't they blow a two nothing lead that game? Yeah, the, back right. to back, blown two. No, the Rangers were up two nothing against Detroit. Right, they lose three two in overtime. Right, all right, fuck, let's bounce back. Revenge night. The Islanders, you know, shut us out, embarrassed us the last game. Yeah, they're up three one in the third period, and they scored three goals in the third period and one point three. Right, right. And it's like you're you're at home. You just blew a lead the last game against a team you should definitely beat, and now you're playing your rival, and you're going to blow it in the third period. Like to me, that's that's the thing. Like where. Where's the leadership? Where's the coach? That that that's that game is the perfect example as to how this whole f- season so far has felt. You know what I mean? Like, right. where's the want? Where's the will? You, if you can't beat your rival at home after blowing a game last time and blowing it again against your rival in the third period when you kind of need a win, I, I, I don't know when you're going to do it, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's a head scratcher. I hope they figure it out. I know they have the tools to do it. They have the skill to do it. I really was optimistic at the beginning of the season. It looked really good. So, you know, it's like, it's, it, they just have to want it. You know, the, the team has to figure it out and, 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 and do it. That's really all it comes down to. It's like, you know, 
you got some guys stepping up to the plate. You got Fox and Igor's playing well now. And it's like, you know, Miller's got to get a goal. Truba's got to – you said he played well last night. Like I said, I didn't really watch the whole game, so I don't know. But maybe he turns a corner and just plays better. He had a pretty good season last year, right? But this whole season, it's been it's been painful to watch. So, um, you know, you're the captain now, buddy. Let's go. Get out there. Take a slap shot from the point and bury it home. Don't let anyone block it. Make people afraid to block your shots, you know, or if they are going to block it, hurt them and make sure they can't come back into the game instead of freaking tossing a fluffer on that that nobody's going to do anything with. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pain. It's painful. I, I'm, I'm very negative, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm negative, but I'm hopeful. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same exact boat and you know, there's nothing really left for us to say. I know, some people that are probably listening to this are rolling their eyes, being like, this is, is this a fucking New York Rangers podcast because all you do is trash them. <laughs> but it's like, I'm trashing them because, listen, this, we, care. we have expectations this we year. Care. Yeah, I care a lot. This is like one of the, like, besides like family and friends, like, this right. is like, this is it. This is like my life. Like, I want this team to win a Stanley Cup. Like, I want to enjoy it. And, and I, co- I cover them through a podcast. So I watch every game i try to watch every game i stay up stayed up till 1 30 in the morning watching this stupid team and you know even when they went up to nothing they almost allowed they allowed they had zero d zone coverage shark scored a goal and then they almost gave up another chance with, with literally like three seconds left they almost scored right. to tie it up and it's like guys come on like this is this is insane it's like one of the worst teams in the league we should not <laughs> right. we should be handling right. them with a little one bit one of the worst teams in the league coached by quinn so yeah. let's go figure it out. And, and I'm with you. Like, you know, if anyone's out there listening, like these guys hate the Rangers, they're assholes, whatever, fine. I don't care what you think personally, but I will say this, like, I, I care about this team probably third in my life. It's family, friends, and then the Rangers. I really do. And, and I, I sit on my phone, I have kids, I'm putting them to bed. And what I do, I pull out my phone. I've watched probably the last four years of my life. I've watched more phone games on my iPhone than anywhere else. Just watching it. I got a 65 inch TV in my living room that I bought to one day, you know, sit down and relax. And, and, and all I'm doing is sitting on my phone watching the games. And it's because I'm laying in bed as I'm dozing off watching them because I care so fucking much about this stupid ass team. And all they do is disappoint me. So it makes me upset. I want them to win. I want them to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, I've dreamed about what I would do if they won the Cup and how happy I'd be. I mean, it'd be like, you know, my marriage, my kids, and then watching the team win the Stanley Cup. So, you know, the reason I'm negative is because I'm upset. They're disappointed. It's like having a kid that you love and you, you've raised and put so much time into, and they're just a total fuck up. <laughs> it's like, come on, get it together. I gave you all the tools. You got the education. I know you can do it, but you're not doing it. So do it. Let's go. Yeah. And it's just, you know, here we are again, just, you know, spinning in mud right now. And uh, it's frustrating after, you know, after last year and then the expectations, we definitely got better. We should be better. Lafreniere should be better. You got the experience. You know what it takes. So let's go. You know what you need to do. Let's go. All right. Before we end, I'll end. You're going to give, we have the Kings up next on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Well, you know what? The next two games, are yeah tuesday wednesday so mm-hmm. we'll have a podcast drop on thanksgiving uh i want your predictions for the the kings game and the ducks game give me actual scores and then we'll end the podcast there oh man i think they lose the kings game through four to two 
at the same they're gonna, time. They're going to they're gonna give up an empty netter at the end. So 4-2, they'll lose. They'll outshoot the Kings. They'll outplay them, but it's going to be their typical nonsense. Anaheim, I think they beat Anaheim. Um, I think they'll find a way to score a couple goals that game and uh, and finish out the road trip. I don't know, 4-1 maybe. I guess yeah, four one. I'll say. I think I think they'll play a good game that game, um, and and then we'll see how it goes. Edmonton, I think they win. New Jersey, five one loss. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank you for uh, jumping on. And I'll end positive. They'll beat Ottawa. So they'll all beat right. Ottawa. All right. We're gonna end and, with and, that. And it's it's Thanksgiving, so hopefully uh, hopefully they get a win on the twenty third, and everyone can at least. Uh, enjoy their Thanksgiving with the Rangers win and not have to think about it until Saturday. All right. I got a second, last question. What's your favorite yeah. balloon in the parade? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Snoopy. Snoopy. Okay. I can yeah. I like that. Snoopy. And my favorite, my favorite float is, you know, without a doubt, Santa Claus. I love Santa Claus. All right. All right. I mean, I'll he ends it. the parade. It's to me when Santa comes down and he's waving and you know winking. That's the that's the official kickoff to Christmas. Even though now it seems to happen like the day after Halloween. But growing up, it was always like, "There's Santa. Let's let's enjoy Christmas now." Put the Christmas music on. All right. What about you? What's your favorite? Um. Doo, 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 doo. Um, my favorite balloon, and it can't be obviously Snoopy. I used to like the, uh, I used to like the, the Kermit the Frog float. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know if they still have him anymore. I don't they kind of like, don't some of them come and go at times though? Like, don't they? Yeah, they'll, like, they'll bring him out of retirement. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man's a good one. Spider-Man's a good one. Uh, and then my fate, like the float ones. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a big float guy. Those are yeah, I don't weird. like. I mean, I really don't like any of the other floats other than Santa. That's really it. Like I'm more of Tom the Turkey is pretty good though. I mean, he's pretty classic. Yeah, no, the, actually, that's my favorite float, the turkey. Tom the turkey. Yeah, Tom the turkey. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And then, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, my favorite balloon, probably Kermit the Frog, was up there for me. Yeah, that's sure. a good one. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So uh, yeah, well, listen. On a positive note, I, I, it's Thanksgiving. I'm hopeful. I think I think they'll turn it around. I think they're going to find a way. They have the skills. They know what it takes. Just need guys to get hungry and bury. And uh, you know, I'll probably never be invited back on the podcast again. But that's all right. I'm. I, I, I think we're going to figure this out. And and one of these days we'll be celebrating a cup. I think one day even if it's in the nursing home. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.